and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update. I'm your host, Jim Mackey, with the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Today, we're encouraging our middle school parents, coaches, and athletes to be prepared for both track and field and swimming seasons by discussing some important safety information. Joining the conversation today are two of our Duval County sports medicine experts, both who are licensed athletic trainers, Anna Dawson of Stanton High School and Phil Fain of Reigns High School. Welcome to our discussion. So tell us a little bit about your role and responsibility as an athletic trainer and how you can benefit the middle schools to make sure their school programs are safe. All righty, I'll go first. Um, essentially, my role is um, injury pre- prevention, as well as just making sure the kids are having a safe environment to participate in athletics, after school program and that type of thing. The biggest thing I would say for as it relates to helping with the middle school area um, athletics is just having proper information that you can build upon as you go into the high school area and beyond in sports. So benefiting a middle school, you know, providing information and knowledge to grow on um, leading into, you know, more competitive aspect of athletics when they get into high school and everything. If you have a good foundation um, you know, with basic knowledge, it's a lot easier to grow and excel. Right. True. Having a good foundation is very important. And a lot of these kids, for some, it may be their first time they're doing competitive sports, uh, first time being injured, uh, first time for parents having to deal with these injuries as they come up and having to uh, learn what a sports medicine physician is, who an athletic trainer is, and, and, and getting directed to the proper care. So let's move on into uh, track and field. Uh, first thing you got to do when you get out there is properly warm up. So, Phil, what would you offer to uh, to our audience today? Oh, yes. Um, definitely when it comes to track and field, you want to make sure you start off slow. You know, you want to warm your muscles up. It could be a light jog or a brisk walk and gradually increase until you get to a point of explosiveness and do the dynamic warm ups. Um, I would always encourage my kids to at least do one or two laps around the track. Um, once you do that, start to stretch. Once your muscles are warmed up, then you can stretch, and that also helps prevent injury. Okay. Swimming, a little bit different, but uh, warm-up is warm-up. Anna? Yeah. Um, you know, with swimming, you don't want to jump straight into the pool right away. You want to make sure you're on deck doing, you know, a dynamic warm-up, you know, full range of motion. You know, making sure you get a full upper body range of motion stretch in, you know, for swimming versus, you know, track where, you know, you don't have to focus so much on the full body, just mainly lower. With swimming, you know, it's a full body workout. So you need to make sure you're gradually increasing your intensity, both out of the water first and then in the water, you know, doing upper body, you know, making sure your shoulders have full range of motion, you know, and then moving into your lower body before you jump in the pool. And same within the pool, you want to make sure that, you know, you start off with a lighter intensity and gradually increase. Track, we we often see that uh, athlete pull up, grab the back of their thigh, commonly a hamstring strain or in pain with that. So what uh, what are some things we can do to uh, prevent that? But then again, uh, dealing with it, Phil? Yes, um, I would say to try to prevent, you know, back of the thigh injuries or you pull up while you're running. Again, stressing proper warm up. I would also say make sure you're properly hydrated, you know, and just listen to your body. If you should end up having a strain or a pull of the muscle in the back, it's very, you, you should probably stop, you know, ice, 
and rest and don't return too soon. Because if you do, you can make the problem, make it more problematic or you can make it worse. Um, I feel as if like when you properly warm up, you stretch and do a cool down, it um, allows you to return to activity the next day or the same day. And you want you you lower the risk of injury. These are long, long muscles that need a lot of conditioning. Uh, they need it. You know, all yes. these things need a good preseason type uh, strengthening program. But along with that strengthening program, they can shorten up. So that's why flexibility is important to lengthen them back out to uh, recover properly and uh, maintain that flexibility, especially after an athlete is set in school for maybe five or six hours. And then yeah. they, they need to get out and, and running. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about shin splints. I think everybody's had shin splints at some point. So uh, what are some things that you'd recommend uh, to avoid them in the first place? But when they do come, how are we going to deal with them? That's an open so, to anybody. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Um, when it comes, because, I mean, I deal with it a lot during, a, you know, high school track. Um, typically, when you get into a routine, you run the same, you know, distance or the same route every single day um, on the same surface. And then, like, you don't pay attention to your shoes, the, the wear down of the soles. And those things lead to, you know, shin splints. You know, it's like, and then we jump right into the distance running right after that. And over time, that overuse and over pounding on your lower legs, it causes the shin splints to come in. You know, we don't, we need to learn how to uh, focus on our range of motion, our ankle. Most people don't recognize that, you know, your ankle strength, you know, doing calf raises and your ABCs, those things can help also prevent shin splints. Like if you should get, you know, shin splints or start to feel that pain, I would recommend, you know, simply getting a cup of water, freezing it on your leisure time and taking it out and rubbing it up and down your shins just to alleviate some of that pain. Anna, would you like to add to that? Um, you know, like Phil said, it is something that's, you know, chronic that comes from, you know, repetitive movement and, you know, shin splints, you know, are, is a general term for, you know, you know, shin pain along like the length of the of your lower leg bone. Um, you know, ice, the ice cup he explained is really good for, you know, post-exercise to kind of help with any of like the inflammation and pain, um, he, you know, that you may experience, you know, along with that, you know, getting a proper ankle strength program and really making sure you're stretching your calves, you know, before and after exercise, um, you know, just remember that, you know, shin splints is a chronic injury and it does take, you know, it does take time to feel better after this does start. So proper so proper preparedness and work prior to your long running season is also going to give you a fighting chance of avoiding shin splints. Correct. And these are little micro traumas to the uh to the muscle tissue. And so it's it is important as y'all have said to stretch out the the posterior, the backside as well as the anterior, the front uh, side, because uh, that's where a lot of the this pain is is concentrated at. Uh, some people use uh, compression calf sleeves. Um, with both these injuries, uh, shin splints and hamstrings, it's obviously very important to have a gradual return to activity. I believe uh, Phil mentioned that, and almost like a a walk jog run type program, a walk 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 jog run sprint type program, uh, and then seeing how that person progresses and gradually getting back to the activity. Uh, because returning full bore is often a, a, a precursor to a, a, a re-injury in that. So 
Uh, Phil, you mentioned uh, proper shoes and warm up. Um, what are some other preventative type things that uh, we can do for runners and uh, and swimmers? Yeah, definitely. Um, always just monitoring your distance and you know the level of intensity in a given training period. You know, you don't want to do you know a long training bout of over two and a half hours when you're practicing. You know, that's including your warm up and your cool down. If you go too long, you risk overuse or that those, like you said, the micro traumas to, you know, your legs or your lower legs or hamstrings. And it's just like also running on different surfaces. Like if you run around the track one direction, try doing the opposite direction. Or if you run on, you know, a hard surface, try running on a softer surface and mix it up. So that way you can prevent those trauma type injuries. With swimmers, they're doing a lot of uh, shoulder arm repetitions and that uh, we call those overuse injuries, uh, be it to the rotator cuff or impingement types of conditions that happen. But uh, what would be some of your advice, uh, either of you, on uh, helping to prevent these uh, from a preventative standpoint? And then what what are some alternatives? Because you can't just uh, often say, well, just stay out of the pool. So what would you recommend? Goes, there are... Um a little bit more specific exercises that um, can be done with band work just to, you know, strengthen the overall shoulder um, capsule and the musculature that's around there to kind of help keep, you know, our upper arm sitting in our shoulder socket the way, you know, it can perform optimally. Um, You know, and there are, you know, no, you can't say stay out of the pool, but there, you know, there is a lot of stuff, you know, you can still cross train, you know, and keep your cardio and everything if you are having like a chronic shoulder pain, um, just to give yourself, you know, a little bit of time where you're still, you know, working on some cardio to get there and doing band work, you know, but maybe not putting so much stress on those shoulders and the pool for, you know, a few days out of the week, um, just to give you, just to give your body a little bit of a break is something, you know, to, um, to consider. So, you know, there are kickboards are available so where you can focus on kicking uh, to limit the shoulder strain. We see that a lot of times. Uh, we see the use of paddles, uh, which sometimes does increase the resistance and maybe you need to back off uh, the amount of resistance that's there. Utilize the land strengthening and flexibility programs as much as possible and uh, watch and, and teach the proper mechanics um, because we all swim a little bit differently, but there's a correct way to do it uh, to be yeah. most efficient in that. Something I shared in another talk um, was just a physician told me athletes need to work on more than their mirror muscles. And those muscles are oftentimes the things that they can see, but they really need to work on the things that they can't see, such as the posterior shoulder muscles, the uh, rhomboids, the traps, things, other things like that that are in the back of the shoulder and the body uh, that really help to support the dynamics uh, of the shoulder and that. So what would be some uh, safety messages that we should uh, be aware of for these uh, swimmers? Um, you know, with, you know, with swimmers, you know, and as far as safety goes, you know, just make sure you are aware of your surroundings, you know, make sure that you are, you know, properly training and everything. Um, a big one that I had, you know, come up, you know, quite a few times recently, you wouldn't think of having swimmers with concussions, but be aware of your flags. Make sure those overhead flags are in the right places and everything. Um, you are aware of when the you know the edge of the pool is coming up when you're doing backstroke or anything like that. Um, that's a really important one to you know avoid any kind of head injury because I had quite a few of those this year, surprisingly. 
<laughs> That's uh, very interesting there. And I, I would add to that just awareness of other swimmers in your lanes because it's Absolutely. not always one person per lane and they can uh, swim into one another or the or the person uh, next to them. So any other any other messages, um, Phil? Yeah, I mean, overall, just need being educated on, you know, proper nutrition, rest and recovery. I know at the high school level, some of my, you know, coaches, they don't think the kids, you know, need proper rest or recovery days, but that's definitely important as well as this is important to teaching sound training habits and principles. Like you need to know that your body needs rest and you need proper techniques, whether it be swimming or running. So those things help prevent injury and allow you to perform at the highest level possible. Anna, any closing uh, educational thoughts you'd like to uh, to share as to prevention and such? Um, you know, the biggest thing is to just make sure, you know, if you do not know, ask questions. There are resources available everywhere, whether it is, you know, one of your the school that you're feeding into as a high schooler, reaching out to their athletic trainer, you know, looking up online, you know, just make sure that you are, you know, being open and following, listening to your body and, you know, reaching out if you need something, you know, as far as any kind of prevention or maintenance and things, you know, to keep your body healthy because, you know, you want to make sure that you are performing optimally, you know, at any level. And if you, if you listen to your body and your body's telling you I'm hurting or I'm tired and, you know, these things aren't working, you know, do some research, look, you know, reach out, you know, look for things um, to help with any kind of like maintenance and preventative programs. Excellent thoughts there and uh, catch things early, report things early before they become bigger, longer term problems. So Anna and Phil, thank you for your insights and helping to keep our athletes safe uh, on the track and in the pool. So thank you today for joining us on the Youth Sports Safety Update produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program or JSMP. We're dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy and prevention. Please subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at jaxsmp.com for more information. So thank you and please stay safe. We'll have um, further information in the show notes available for you. Thank you and do stay safe. Thank you.